Okay. All right. Before this podcast starts, I have been thinking a lot about Matthew's dilemma with Nightmare Before Christmas, not knowing if it was Halloween or a Christmas movie. It's a multi-holiday movie. And I figured out how Matthew should watch the movie. Okay. So the whole first half With a mask on? The whole first half is the scary parts, right? Yeah. like, Like you're finding out about Halloween Town and all the shit that goes on there. And then before he goes into the Christmas tree, you stop watching it. Stop watching it. Don't fucking watch it. Okay. You wait till December, whenever in December, to watch it. Okay? Then you could watch the second half of of Nightmare Before Christmas and you'll be fully satisfied. You might the only problem is that there's a month in between. So Give and take whether you'll remember to rewatch it or not. Why don't I just watch it twice? Because, Matt, you're not – I well, here's the thing. I have a hard time watching movies twice in one year. Okay. So maybe that's not your problem. Um, Bo Burnham's literally the only movie slash documentary, whatever it is, that I've watched multiple times weeks on end. Yeah. See, I feel like I should just watch it twice – because one is in season for Halloween if I watch it in October, and it's letting me get excited for Christmas. And then if I watch it again in December, then I'm just re- reminiscing on Halloween, and then it's in season for Christmas. So you're saying you want to watch it twice? Let me ask you, though. Would you watch Krampus right now and then again at Christmas? No. No. Why? It's a Christmas movie. I actually don't really care for that movie that much. What the fuck? It, what the fuck? Yeah, no. Why? Something about the... You You have that face. <laughs> what? That guy would, that doesn't like You wouldn't Krampus? like Krampus. Yeah, dude. It's like, it's good. He's like that guy at the party where everyone's talking, having a good time. Matthew's like, yeah, I hate Krampus. And that one, he like, stops. Needs to, like, say like, he it needs anytime. to say it. I just like, needed he needs to get it off my know. chest. You know? Yeah. 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 You know, I think you've been to enough parties with me where... I don't talk about movies. I feel like That's both another of you know thing. that. Pop culture, not Matthew Strong suit. No. Um, Sports, absolutely. I know uh, what's going on. Even then, you're you don't know everything. You know, like what? I do think if Matthew could be a commentator, I think he'd be a great basketball commentator. Why? Don't know. <laughs> don't know. But I had a dream you were a basketball commentator the other day. I did good. And you killed it. Oh yeah. I, I don't know, just about like your the way you talk and your voice and how you like how you just like pronounce certain words. It just seems like you would work really well in that environment. Nice. You Thank know, you. maybe even college maybe college football, basketball, but definitely not NFL football. It has to be the old guys for me. Hmm. If you're an NFL football commentator, you have to be old. Like to be honest, like who like what's it's not it's not Terrell Owens. Um who's the other one? Randy Moss. Randy Moss. God, that guy is terrible. Yeah, he's a pretty bad at commentating. commentating. Randy Moss is terrible. Why? Because he just says, "I would have caught that," and just talks about how great he was when he was in the NFL. And yeah, he always refers back to himself. Mm-hmm. He's like, "When I was at that age, I was and, like." He does that. Also, Marshawn Lynch commentating for the XFL, fucking best thing in the world. <laughs> I think I think it was XFL. Or, it was one of those. Uh, it was one of those football leagues where they. I think, I think it was plays. XFL. Something like that. It was something interesting, but he was commentating, and it was the best fucking shit in the world. Marshawn Lynch doing anything is probably my favorite. Yeah. 
pretty great. All but, right, guys. Uh, week two. Week we two. We made it. Um, we did it. Hope, hope you enjoyed last week. Yeah. I hope sorry we didn't for, scare you too much. Sorry for the seven minutes of me reading and trying to make it interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, that was interesting. I mean, it was interesting, but, you know, seven minutes of me reading. Seven minutes of heaven. Oh, hey, stop it. Although, if you do think that I would be able to do an audible recording and, like, you would willingly listen to that book. basketball audible recording. Sure. Let me know. I'm just kind of curious. How long have you been trying to make that happen? See, here's the thing. You can't even read for that long. Motherfucker. Yes, I can. Actually, yes, he can. I've seen him read for a very long time. When I get into a book, nothing else exists. I'll just go. Dude, that is really, that is such a cool feeling, though. Yeah. I do need uh, non-business self-help book recommendations like i got you that's not lord of the rings or the hobbit that's not self-help i said um, i don't want oh, oh not self-help yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, what, are you, okay. what are you talking about that is all self-help everything is everything can be you can find inspiration from anywhere but i'm looking for like a fantasy book something fun something that we'll talk about it later but yeah if you guys have recommendations for that too let me know Wait, you're looking for a fantasy call book? the drum line leave your recommendations. call the drum line leave your recommendations i'll do a book review yeah, yeah, I'll do book review. Why not? Um, no, but like when I re- get really into a book, I will just go and find some place to sit. I remember I read the entire second Harry Potter book, not the entire thing, but a good majority of it in my bathtub. Yo, I tried reading that first book so many fucking times, but you can get through the Lord of the Rings and the Cimmerillion. Well, you can't even read the Cimmerillion. I have to. It has to be a podcast or yeah. it has to be an audible audio book. You know what I've been doing? I've been doing it. I mean, you have to be able to do both, but. Um, I've been buying the book or getting a free version online and then buying the audible and then doing both at the same time. My comprehension has been skyrocketing because you can't do anything but focus on the book. Exactly. Yeah. And I need that. That is so smart. It's fantastic. And I'm sure it's more entertaining too, because it's not your voice in your head. It's like some somebody else's voice in your head. Yes. And also too, when we're reading, a lot of times we have this inner voice in our, like if you're reading there's a voice in your head that's reading and you only go as fast as that voice in your head can go. See, yeah. So what I do is I take the audible and I just make it faster than my voice in my head can talk. And then I can just like scan the pages and I'm able to get through it faster. And I still comprehend everything. Wow. Pretty sick. That is pretty sick. I'm not it's like not you, creepy, David. Though. I can't just take a picture of the page and know what it says. David. I think someone. How, my, do you guys want to see how David reads? I think someone on my cast does have <laughs> photographic memory. Really? They mentioned are you? it. Are you kind of? I don't know, I don't know if they were. I don't know if they were joking or not, but they said it. They're like, "Oh, that's the problem with having a photographic memory." Oh like, lord, hey. such an issue! I can memorize things. Are you? Are, 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 are you kind of jealous? Do you feel a little inferior now that somebody finally has better memory than you? No. Someone's better you. than you out there, David. Obviously, they got problems with it, so. <laughs> Don't need that on my plate. I don't need to take that to my therapy session. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so week two. Week two, guys. Uh, let's see how you guys like this intro. Everyone fucking loved the last one. And uh, let's roll it, David. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. I'm drunk. will shock your soul. All 
right, welcome back, everybody. Week 98. Week 98, guys. <clears throat> Week 98, guys. That's 8 times 8, 64, plus 5, 69, <laughs> plus 170, plus 30, 100, <laughs> minus 5, 95, plus 1, 96, plus 1 more, 97, Plus one more, 98. <laughs> 98, guys. Week 98. And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And this is a podcast about brotherhood and the three spooky asses. Skeletons. Satan. And Skittles. Is there candy that you get on, on Halloween? It's colorful enough. Like, What about Starbursts? Starbursts. Snickers. How are Starbursts so juicy? I've never understood. Is it your saliva? And it's just like... The flavor of it's the Starburst. Probably, it's probably a chemical that interacts with your saliva and just immediately, immediately like produces more. Yeah. Do you ever like eat food and you're like, man, I really don't know, don't want to know what the inside of my stomach looks like right now after you eat like so much. Oh yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Honestly, like I don't get I, like during the week I don't really get bloated, but on the weekends I get bloated. Yeah, it's probably because when you splurge the most. Yeah, and Maybe you're probably not doing as much. Yeah. That's also true. I'm just kind of like chilling. Yeah. Um, yeah. How was your How was your week, Matthew? My week was good, man. Um, it's really weird asking that. Yeah, I normally go first. Yeah. And then you go, "What are you?" Uh, no, <laughs> week was good. Got to golf with my cousin Dylan on Saturday. And how'd that go fun. for you, dude? What did you um, score? So I shot a 109. Oh. Now for the people, you have to who shoot, don't know golf. If you shoot a how five, huh? You shoot a five. You said that. No, so a uh, hundred is like a okay score. Like so, par. Par means that whatever. Okay, this is gonna be complicated. And Matthew golf subpar. No, <laughs> no, that's what he wants to do. Below par is good. good. Par is you had an all right you day. Did, you did exactly how you were supposed to do. Yes, and then over that, like nobody's ever really happy about it, you know. But like you have your personal best, right? So. The first goal when you start golfing is like break a hundred. Like you should consistently be able to get to a hundred. But par for a normal course is, is seventy two. Is it seventy two? Yeah. Yeah. So seventy two. So 18 basically, holes. eighteen holes, seventy two. So I shot. What is that? Eighteen? No, not eighteen. Eighteen would get you to a hundred, and then add nine to that. What is 27. that? Twenty seven. Twenty seven over me? par. Um, I count once a day. Don't make me do it anymore. But it was, it was this round was different than all my other ones because normally my driver is absolute garbage, and then I'm my long irons. I'm able to get it to, towards the green, and then my short game is always pretty solid. Like always around the like the the hole, and I'm able to get it in in a couple putts and call it a day. However, how nervous do you get? Not really that nervous. And also, do you wear gloves? I wear one glove. You wear gloves. You're only supposed to wear one glove. Why do you? Why are you supposed to? I don't know. Who made that rule? The grip. It's just supposed to interact with the club so that your hand doesn't slip and open up and do all this stuff. So rules, always rules. But this time, my driver was on point. Like I had a couple over 300 yard drives, but then my short game was just absolute garbage. I could not get it in the fucking hole to save my life. Did you? Did you figure out why? No, not at all. Um, accidentally hit a deer, 
Um, yeah, we're starting to call Matthew the golf hunter. This is the second time that I've played at this course, and the first time I nailed a bird that was flying out of a bush. And then this time um, I went to go chip the ball, and it I thinned it, which means I caught it with the bottom of the club. And then it shot straight into this deer's leg. And the deer just jumped up and down and then stayed there like it tapped into it before. Saw a bobcat. Um, it was stalking this little girl. So we chased it with the golf cart real quick. And then what else so did I see? So they were actually in the rainforest doing this? They golfed in a forest. It's in the mountains. Is it really? Mm-hmm. How far away is it from here? From here, uh, it's probably 30 minutes. But it's near like it's in Laverne. Oh. Yeah. Super cool. cool. It's fun. It's a beautiful course. It's fun. So... It was cool. Shouty touty to this random group that we got paired with. Um, it was, they were a bachelor party. So the groom was super cool because uh, they booked it wrong. So instead Did of. You played with four people? So we got paired in, as a foursome. So it was the, the best man and the groom. And then we got paired with them because they only booked it for two. And then there was four more people in their party and they booked themselves as a foursome. So when. That kind of sucks. When we rolled up, there was like all this like. Not drama, but the guy, the guy was like, no, you have to go with them and all this stuff. And so then uh, we were talking to – I was talking to the groom, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, what happened? And he told me, he's like, yeah, like, this is, like, my my bachelor's. This is my bachelor party golf day. And I was like, oh, dude, like, congratulations. And I was like, tell you what. Play the first two holes with us. Me and my cousin, we'd rather just play by ourselves anyways. After the second hole, we'll just tee off on our own, and we'll just leave. And then you guys just stay there and, you know. Um, and meet with your meet with your guys and oh, that's you guys cool. you know that's cool. so alright for sure but then we ended up like getting along really really well so we played like the first like three or four holes together and then finally it got to the point where they were like alright we're far enough in we're gonna wait for our crew but you guys are more than welcome to golf with us but we don't wanna make you wait for like all of us cause it's a big group and golfing already takes long and it was very hot outside and Dylan was kind of not happy that it was hot outside. He's, he's so bitchy. <laughs> he, even Dom knows. Like he gets so bitchy. The the, the there was a breeze later on in the day, so it ended up being fine. He's such a baby. But uh, but it was cool because like we made friends with them. And at one point, I'm it's like hole ten or eleven. I'm standing there, and this ball comes and like lands in front of me. And in red sharpie, it says Tits McGee on it. Right. Nice. So I look at it, and I kind of laugh. And then I see these people coming down, and it's the the bachelor party group. Weren't you scared there were more balls coming your way? No. Why don't you move? So then, so then they're coming down and they're like looking for a ball and I yell, Hey, Tits McGee. And they look over and then the groom who is now properly plastered, he goes, Matt, reaches into his bag and grabs something, chucks it at me. And I see this little clear bottle flying through the air. So I know it's some type of like plastic alcohol, right? So I catch it (laughs) and I look and he has a fireball. It's one of those little things, a fireball. So on the spot, cracked it, drank it. Said, congratulations, man. So, shouty touty to the groom. If you ever randomly watch this, I'm the guy you golfed with. Man, I'm um, a drummer. This is my brother. Uh, but, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. And then after that, we got to celebrate Sam the Man's birthday. So, shouty touty Sam. Shouty touty to Sam the Man. Turned Happy uh, 30th, big guy. 30. 30. And that was – I had fun. That was fun. That was a great time. It was a beautiful time. Quality time. Just pizza. Just good family fun. Just really good quality family fun. Pizza conversation and just little Brooks. Just I watched people eat pizza. Running around. And then I hung out with Brooks. I got to swing him around for a while. He was delusional, so it was yeah. much more fun. Do you get like a satisfaction off of watching people eat food yes. that you can't? Um, it's, <laughs> no, everyone thinks that like I get like, like I've, I've, been, I've, I've been this way for so long that people think that I feel like, 
oh, you know, don't eat that in front of me. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. You can eat whatever you want. I, I, I know my limitations, so I'm not going to, like, get mad about it. But everyone's always, like, super, like, oh, we didn't get you pizza. We'll get you this. And I'm like, if I need to get something, I'll get something for myself. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's not your fault. And then uh, after that, we all came here and we met here and we had our uh, spooky photo shoot. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Sunday morning. We did that Sunday morning. Yeah, it was really odd. Sunday was so I woke up late. I woke up at like eight thirty, and then Matt. Then you, you. I don't know if it was you. I got here at eight forty, and I told David that we were starting at eight thirty, so he'd be here by nine. Yeah, David was here at nine fifteen. Fifteen on the Probably. dot. You were accurate with that time estimate. Yeah. Well, I said I'd be here at eight thirty, and then I woke up at eight twenty-five. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I was I was on track to get here at nine. I woke up to the to your text, and then I had like, to do. <laughs> The dishes, dishes and that added the time yeah so uh but yeah so then it was we, so much fun we did that it was a lot of fun um a lot, very hilarious it was hilarious because i feel like the photo shoots just always are there's fun like it's a good time and then also i have to like because i don't like taking pictures so i have to remind oh my myself gosh, i love it just listen just do whatever but then when i have so many people telling me to pose a different way and my brain works different like uh we did one where I'm basically in this little closet thing and I needed a leg to come out and I have a bad knee. So it's hard for me to squat sometimes. And it turns out after I finagled my way into this closet and was able to finally somewhat get a position, they realized like, Oh no, your other leg needs to be outside. So then I was like, okay, that makes it so much easier. And we were finally able to get the shot, but it was like 10 minutes of me in there sweating my ass off. <laughs> it was really funny. He couldn't get out of it. It was actually kind of sad. I couldn't. It was kind of rough, man. Uh, yeah, we had to clear out a lot of that closet. But we put it all back, Dad, so chill. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, and then we had a valued listener come over. and uh, A highly valued listener. Probably the, the oh, highest you, of value. So we need to give the biggest of, of shouty touties to Carla, who <laughs> came, who came, oh, who came, who came, yep. oh, over, who, came, who came over, over. To watch the 49ers lose. Okay. Yes. So uh, Carla and her boyfriend Gio came over and we got to hang out and watch the football game and talk and catch up. And it was rough. It was a lot of fun. It was fun. The game was rough. The company was fun. Company was fantastic. Game so, rough. Uh, but yeah, so Carla, Gio, thanks you guys for coming. Appreciate you both a lot. And Carla listens every single week. I know, because whenever I need uh, tires, she texts me. Whenever I have tire problems, she goes, just tell me. I can help you get tires. Really? So, mm-hmm. You need help? She'll help you out. Oh, sweet. I think. But yeah, so it was fun. That was our weekend. What did you do this weekend, Cheese? Uh, I was here on Sunday. Other than that, I just had more shows, dude. Oh, yeah. That's dude, right. Mad shows. That's killing it. That's all it is. Mad shows. And then, oh, no, Saturday I got to go to the beach. I um, Oh, good for you. I finished my last book, and I started my new one. What book? Which it's called paranormal parasites oh like poltergeist soul sucking yeah supernatural entities nice. and the book i was reading before it was a literary classic like it's in like that section and stuff and it's what does like that even very, mean it's just very like high language oh, okay. artistic language it's like very rich and themes and depth and stuff like that and you can you can like even if you don't really kind of like it you can force yourself to read it i ended up liking it how do you read books that you don't enjoy? Like if you start, I'll a finish book, a book that I hate. Really? Yeah. Damn. How? I just I have to. How? Uh, no. Same with like video games. You know, 
No, nah, I don't Dude, need to do that. Dude, the minute I die in a game, I'm low-key like, I don't know. I don't know if this game's as good as I think it is. That's why I have a hard time with Smash Brothers. Well, I that's something you can just, you can just, you can leave that. It's not a story game, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, I don't, I just need to complete it. I need to finish it, hmm. essentially. We're proud to you, man. I went from that type of book to then this Paranormal Parasites one, and it's written like a Discovery Channel book. Like a Discovery Channel show. Okay. It's Sorry, all like- it's all anecdotal. I thought it was going to be like a research book on like the phenomena of like the Shadow Men. Yeah. And the Slender Man. Oh, yeah. And the Black Eyed Children. Oh, I got a book for you. And the Men in Black and stuff. That. And I thought it was going to be like some hardcore research. And instead it's all a quotes witch. from online articles <laughs> and personal anecdotes and stories. What's an anecdote? Like a personal story. Okay. That have no skepticism whatsoever, taken completely on blind faith. And then it's like bookended with these like turn of phrases that he uses where he like tells a story about someone's encounter with the black eyed children. And it was like at their house and they were knocking on the door, you know, the way that they do. Yeah. And then he was like, so next time you hear knocking on your door (laughs) late at night. Don't answer it. Yeah. It could be them. And their next victim could be you. you. And, and you like, read it and like. And, and then I'm you're like, like, and commercial. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's entertaining, but it's not very good. Yeah. But it's like. And you're going to you're going to you're going to read it. I'm already halfway done with it. How? When do you have time to read? It's this not book, a David? very difficult book. Like this spacing is pretty wide. David, and it doesn't matter to me. It's so you just read it at work. And stuff like that. You read at work. Yeah. during breaks and stuff oh sure breaks but uh yeah that was that was that went oh all that we went to the beach and then went to the broken yolk got to try that oh dude i love that spot great so good super good great pancakes there and then we saw johnny on on johnny oh john was telling me you were smoking his ass at ping pong yes so my cousin oh you oh david's back my cousin john just got married we talked about his wedding Uh uh-huh uh, he has a ping pong table. He bought a ping pong table. He's been trying to get us to go over for a while now. Mm-hmm. Hashtag D Rod likes to. Now ping I pong. thought we were gonna be a good competition because Matt and I have played for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, did Matt? Did you smoke Matt's ass? No, he has this weird. You know how he beats you in Madden every time? No, he's literally only beat me in Madden once. Don't fucking That's make that. That's the only time that matters, dude. No, <laughs> no, it's not. No. no, no. So for whatever reason, we split most of them, and I think yeah, I think you're up like do. all time. I think you're you you yeah. have a couple games over me. I read I read some book. I read I was reading something where it was like, oh oh, it's like a Tumblr Tumblr post, and they're like, yeah, me and my best friend have a game of ping pong. It's going to a thousand, and I remember sending it to him. I was like, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. I don't know where we're at, but I think you're up. But we're we're pretty good. And then I started playing at work, and like the guys there are super good. So I've had to get in a lot better. So oh, that's right. Like, you've had practice. So I was like, oh, I like, you've been playing, playing. Yeah. Ah. So I was like, I feel like this is, I feel like John thinks we're not as good as we are. <laughs> and sure enough, we went and I was just. Well, that's, I mean, how did John take it? Because he's used to being good at things. He was, he was, he was just over it in like three games, but he Sounds wasn't. Right. Yeah. He he, wasn't. We he, were warming up. He was like, oh, I can already tell you're going to beat me. And I was like, all right, there we go. Yep. 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 And then uh, he told me that he's like, yeah, at the end, David was just toying with me. I know it. He wouldn't say it, but I know he was just he's toying so, with he me. He probably had nightmares. <laughs> he probably had nightmares. But it was fun. No, we should. We should. We, yeah, we I want to. to I need to go play. Go. That'd be fun. And we'll have to see how you are. And I, we could see Scarlet. I'm terrible at pink. I'm not good at those games. I'm good at watching them. Nice. <laughs> 
Okay. Dude, but I cannot how, play them. It just doesn't make sense to how me. How would you be bad at watching you fall asleep. table tennis? <laughs> yeah, every time. Either I fall asleep or I start talking. Yeah. Those two things happen most of the time. So, And then when I try to hit the ball for ping pong, I think I, I just don't understand how to not hit it as hard as I possibly can. Self-control. I don't, you know. You're giving me a lot of it. Just a little bit. Ugh, I don't know. It's hard. It's a hard game to play. You know what I am good at though? I, I'm good at is uh, air hockey. No. Yes, because that I can hit as fucking hard as I want. And then it goes over and but into the rest what? of the arcade. It's air hockey. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what, are you, what are you gonna do? Red, red, red. What's this thing called? Red card. Red card me? No, bitch. All right. You're not. No. Then you just lose time, and then the thing turns off, and you don't have the air pushing it around. I anymore. also enjoy pool. Are you good at it? No. But I enjoy. I'm so bad at pool. I enjoy the idea of it. It seems fun to like smoke a cigar and, you know, drink, miss the ball, drink Paloma, <laughs> and just hit some balls. You know. I don't. I was gonna say beer, but I don't drink beer. So whiskey. Yeah. Rum. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could do rum. Yeah, just just drinking a barrel of rum like a fucking pirate. <sighs> have you Have you guys listened to that, to that person that talks about like the pirates and like the the myths and the facts about him. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Okay, yeah, cool. I read a book on him. I mean, yeah, I read a book on him too. How fast? How that many days? That one took like a month or so. It took you a month. A couple, couple weeks. How big was the pot? It's like 300 It was that pages. big? That took you only a month? I read, dude. That's like three years so, to me. So I was uh, on TikTok a couple nights ago. Oh, nice. And this girl, she was like so – she did some – uh, hypnosis therapy or whatever and got to meet herself like her past lives so she got to see like all the lives that she's like she's lived. talking about this or she did it she's talking about it okay. right and she said that in each of those past lives there was a witch that was trying to come after her and the witch followed her into this dimension the witch is also on tiktok talking about coming after her Specific like that that TikToker, so I went on and I'm gonna have to send it to you guys because it's kind of wild. I don't know if I fully believe it yet. Okay. But then she stitches the TikTok with her, right? The the girl with the witch or the witch with the girl? The girl with the witch because she yeah. found her, right? So she stitches the the TikTok where the witch is talking about her, and she's like the whole time she's sitting there talking like, "Oh, this is me," blah blah blah. She had to go to some psychic or something to get some type of protection because I guess. The witch was like sucking energy out of her and she was like incredibly tired all the time and all this stuff. And I was like, that is fucking wild. Why would a witch go on TikTok and talk about that? Because I was, so man. why would she blow her cover? But so here's the thing is I think when we think about witches, we think of like these old decrepit women and they're like, yeah. ah, right. But That's exactly what I thought. of. But it's not necessary because this this woman is young. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so but, again, but, they're they're what millennia old, but this this round, but but it's like it's like it's the witch, but it's also like this, this the being this person. Yes, like as they, well. they they still have the same interests that a normal person our age would have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not like old decrepit witch in another life is now just the same old decrepit witch in here it's like no you you have the memories of it but or i guess the memories of it but you still have like your interests and impulses of this reality and this body Mm -hmm. you know yeah but i thought how fucking crazy that was 
I mean, people put think about it, dude. People put everything on social media, like I'm the stuff more... that does not need to be on there. People put shit on. So the fact that we're seeing this, I'm not even surprised. It could be real because people put fucking stupid shit on the internet. It could be real. It could also be completely fake. Yeah, like, and if I not, mean, it's like just my content. my thing is like it's always it's just so easy to, for someone to stitch. Yeah, and be like, oh, this is about me. Like, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's possible, but I just thought that was like interesting. That, you that know? no, if that's true, that's wild. Well, that's what the book is about too, because it's about the idea of our energies, and that's what these beings feed on more so than like our physical being. It's like our prana energy, which is like Indian, our like sexual energy, which is like succubuses and like the hag. And remember the hag in a uh, in uh, the water hags in Witcher. Oh my god, those things are gross. Damn, you're ugly. <laughs> there you go. You guys wanted to hear some voice acting from uh, from Matt Drum, but just that idea of like so because I know I remember last year when we were talking about this, we talked about vampires for a little bit, and I found that one blog that talked about becoming a vampire and vampires versus werewolves and all this stuff. But one thing that people were speaking about in that forum that I remember and I think is really interesting is the fact that. There's two types of vampires. One, they do need to feed on blood, like the traditional vampire that you think of in your head, Dracula and all that stuff, right? But there's another one where they strictly feed on energy. And they don't even necessarily need to be around you in order to do that, you know? Energy vampires. And so they they basically feed off your energy to give themselves that. So when you're full of life and you're full of exuberant and just like full of energy – you know, they can just take that from you. And that is wild to me. It's a thing, dude. You know? It's definitely a thing. That shit's crazy. Yeah. And you know what? Speaking of vampires, uh, we did our first activity. Uh, is, that, is that how you want to do it? Sure. What do you mean? We did our first activity of uh, a Spooktober. We watched. Oh, we can get into that after the break. Okay. I, the event I was going to go on was just was was the photo shoot, but we can't get too much into that. Uh, and so it was talking about horror nights that we went to a couple years ago. Did you not, did you go to that? Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fuck me. Yes. Horror nights. Yes. Yeah. Horror nights. Uh, they're. What were they that night? It's weird how strangely numb you get to everything very quickly. Because, like, you walk in and there's just mo- – I mean, I don't know about now, but, like, there's just monsters running around everywhere, like, with chainsaws and yeah. shit trying to scare you. So, you know Horror what? Nights is, for people that have never been to anything like it before. So, Horror Nights is out here in California. There's Knott's Berry Farm and there's uh, Six Flags and Universal. And they will basically – you buy a ticket and you get an entrance in. And you can go into any of these themed mazes and you can walk through and there's, you know, it's themed like whatever. It's decorated as the theme. So, for instance, there will be American Horror Story. There will be The Shining. There will be Halloween. There will be a Chucky maze. And while you're there, there's um, actors, I guess, that are hired and they're in costume as a part of that maze. And, and they'll come out. just chase you around. And they're just so chase mean. you, scare you. Yeah. Pop out of nowhere. And the thing is, like, you know, like, they, they can't touch you. They're they're not allowed to touch you. You know that. But it's fucking scary every time. I remember there was, there was this one time, and uh, I think we're, we're going to, like, the, the Despicable Me ride. 
or something like that. We're walking towards that direction. You have to walk through these little towns or alleyways, I guess you would call them. And each one was like different type of setting. Like one was Paris, one was Hollywood. And I was walking through the Paris one, and the Paris one was full of ice, right? And it's like it's a bunch of snow. There's a lot of mist everywhere. It's super dark, but you see this shadow walking by, and it's like eight feet tall. And I'm like, it's just the one shadow walking by. And I was like, it looks huge. And I was like, oh, it's like the uh, the Yeti. It's pretty much what it is, like a scary Yeti. And so I was like, fuck, I have to go to the restroom, and it's I have to walk through here to go to the restroom. So I was so scared, and I was like walking slowly. I was like, if I walk across on the edges, at least I won't like he won't see me. So I'm walking on the edges of the building, just kind of going around the trash cans and stuff. And as I'm walking around, I could hear this like this flutter of footsteps behind me, and I I could feel this breathing like, and I was like, don't look. Just keep walking. Just I'm walking, and I can feel him, his hand like like over my shoulders like this. And I was like, just walking around. And then finally, before I before I left, I turned around, and it was, and even I knew he was there. And even when I saw him, I still screamed bloody murder. Like I couldn't help myself. Like it was still terrifying. And then I ran after I was out, but he couldn't chase me after that because I was already done with the ride or done with like the little alleyway. <laughs> it was a waste of his time. I ignored him till the end. Yeah, and then for me, probably the coolest experience was uh, at Universal, as you go to the back, um, you walk through this tunnel, and this tunnel is always filled with all these people just running in and everywhere, right? And so the key is, is to go with people that are more visibly scared than you, then walk next to them, because then you look way less fun to go scare. So I was with somebody, and we were walking, and they just kept running out and scaring him, and everything was fine. So then we get through the tunnel and we basically the tunnel comes you walk down and it's supposed to like take you through hell right so there's all these like the only one that creeped me the fuck out was there's this giant dead bird skeleton thing and it thank god it wasn't fucking alive but it was just like spinning around and it just looked scary as shit i was not about that but anyways i'm walking and all of a sudden it like it just like this black cloth comes over my head and I stop and I look up and they had an actor that was playing the devil, but he was on these huge stilts. So he was like, I don't know, up, you know, at least five feet, four inches in the air. And he like walked right over me and then looked down at me. And honestly, that was kind of cool. I was like, that's that's freaky as shit. Um, I've seen someone fall on those things before. Oh, really? It's it's hilarious. How do they get back up? They don't. Yeah, I feel like you just have to take the stilts it, off. He's got to have a, like a ladder to get back up on the stilts. So once they're down, you have to take them off. Yeah. And then uh, the scariest maze that I've been to when I was there was uh, The Shining. Because I've never actually seen the movie. Like, I know what it's about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember that? Yes, we were Because we were, we were going through it, and it was just like, I know Red Rum, because Dad used to say that to me when Dad I was Dad does younger, it every time. Which it, he was Red is, Rum, Red is Rum. kind of creepy now that I think about it. But... Uh, but yeah, I was walking around. I I remember the like the two kids, but then I didn't know anything else. And all of a sudden, the kids are popping out. Some fucker with an axe is coming through this window, and it was just like I watched the movie the next day. It was legitimately yeah. scary because I just didn't know what to expect. You know, like you go through American Horror Story maze from a season that you've seen, you kind of know what to expect. You don't know where, but you know these certain things are going to pop up. I didn't know. I just knew about Red Rum, and it was like the very first thing. And then the two kids, but then they just kept popping up all over the place. Terrifying, man. Wow. I think we also went the first year Stranger Things was up. 
Yeah, that was confusing. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. But also, I never watched I, I never that. watched it. You never seen Stranger Things? I couldn't get into Dude, it. Dude, you're missing out, bro. Remember I, 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 I told you I don't like the 80s? Like the 80s type of genre thing. Still missing out. I just don't. I but it, can't. Doesn't, it doesn't look like 80s Yes, movies. it does. I watched it, and it's just like, it just bothers me. Even the way they dress. Just the culture. Yeah. Not the filmmaking style. Uh, I mean, 80s, like when, it's, when, their heads, when their faces are super shiny, that bothers me too. Yeah. yeah, I tried watching it like several times because I, I want to watch it. It's Everyone so loves it. It's good. I can't. So I've 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 uh, read summaries. Nice, nice. Yeah, kind of the same experience. No, <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and so, oh wait, hold on. I forgot we're not talking about scary movies anymore. <laughs> I was, for some reason, I thought we were going back to that. Uh, let, let's take a break and then we'll jump into that. Cause I gotta pee. <laughs> and we're back. Hello. All right, you guys. Well, as you recall, last week we unveiled the phone number for the drumline. Yeah, and that phone number for those who don't, who didn't call. Because you probably, you guys were so excited, you forgot to hear my number. It's actually eight four zero eight zero zero one two one nine and four zero. Matt, go, go ahead, Matt. And once again, that's eight four zero eight zero zero one two one nine. But wait, there's more. Call us at eight four zero eight zero zero. One, two, one, nine. Why did you think washing the dish right now was like the prime <laughs> my time oh, idea? Oh, it's his, his mouth. Oh, his mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. So we got our first caller in, and uh, I don't believe this should be a surprise as to who it is, but we're very excited for this one. So we're going to listen to it, and then we're going to um, answer the question. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Bob Bagnell, and uh, I got a question for you guys. I don't know if you guys talked about it before. But uh, if you guys had a shitty superpower, what superpower would it be? I.e., for instance, fucking shooting spaghetti out of your fucking fingertips, right? <laughs> Somebody's having a great day and you're having a bad day. You ruin their day by shooting spaghetti out of them. They're fucking covered spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, what would you guys shitty superpowers be? Shitty superpowers. I don't know. Would, would shooting spaghetti out of your fingertips be a shitty superpower? I feel like that'd be pretty badass. Like, anytime you're hungry, you just... I would just give that person IBS. If I look at you, I give you IBS. I can never find love because every person I love gets IBS. Not if they do the low FOD diet, FODMAP diet. Maybe, I think, no, I feel like having a shitty superpower would be like, it ha- has to be in- inconvenient for both parties, right? Like not just the, the other parties. So it has to be mildly inconvenient for yourself. My evil superpower is that my fingernails and toenails are incredibly long, but they're like super hard. So like they can't cut anything. So I can cut through anything, but they're just very long and I can't find shoes to fit in them. And if I walk around and I touch somebody with them, they accidentally get cut. I feel like having poison on your hair. like Poison hair? Poison hair. Yeah. So like even when you brush someone, they die. But like, you can't die, but you're seeing all these people die around you. That's rogue. Yeah, I was gonna say that's rogue. I don't know what that means. From X Men, the, the girl fuck that is rogue. she touches you and you die. 
I'm talking she about my hair you, follicles. You take her. She takes your life force, basically. I'm talking about my hair follicles. She's a vampire. <laughs> but if you're if you're a superhuman or you're a mutant, she just takes your um, power. No. Oh. Oh. Or she she gains your power. For so a little bit. so John also asked me this question earlier this week, and one of the things that I said was the ability to regrow and retract your foreskin. Um, you know what? Okay, someone said this on a, on a TikTok, and it was from a different podcast, and they said like how sensitive your your dick would be, like your your head, the head of your penis would be with foreskin, and so I want you to touch the bottom of your hand, like just. That feels nice, right? Like it's sensitive. Mm-hmm. That's how it would feel, right? But our dicks, since we're circumcised, feel like this. Boring. Ah. Right? So feel the sensitivity here and the sensitivity here. It still feels nice, but not as fucking good. Now I wish I could have been uncircumcised. You get a lot more <laughs> diseases that way. I'll clean it. Will you? Can you can you get that? <laughs> yes, David. I'm actually a pretty clean person, uh, asshole. My favorite thing is that you just told everybody you're circumcised, and then uh, what's the problem with that? Nothing. What what's the, what are they gonna do with it? Just information that you know normally not everybody knows. Welcome to Drum and Drummer, bitches. Right. This is where we find out if you're circumcised. Or not. Um, yeah. So I, I'm gonna go with my fingernail toenail thing. I feel like that would be like a very useful superpower in some situations, but like 99.9% of the time, it would just be incredibly inconvenient. Or making everyone mildly dyslexic. Just <laughs> enough. And like you're dyslexic too, but you're so dyslexic that you don't know that they're dyslexic, so you think they're spelling the right words. So you just have a force field, but instead of a force field, it's a dil- <laughs> dyslexic, everyone's dyslexic dyslexi- force field. Like everyone's dyslexic around me. And like that's the I'm only like, way you can understand I'm like, them? Like I'm in school. I'm five years old. I need help writing a word. And the teacher comes up. And she's like, oh, I need help writing a word. I keep spelling it, but this isn't coming out right. And then one, the minute she comes into my field of energy, she instantly becomes dyslexic. She goes, no, you spelled that right. The rest of my life, I don't know if I spelled the right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm stuck constantly yeah. spelling words wrong keep because no one can tell me the right answer. Keep spelling het. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, it's right. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Man, that was suck. fun. I like that one. Thanks, Bob Thanks, Bagnall. Thanks, Bob Bagnall. Shouty tatty. Love you, bro. All right. And now we're going to – I'm going to let you introduce this next section. You know what? Thanks, Matt. I've been really waiting for this moment. You have. Um, so – you know, part of the adventures of Spooktober are coming with us, and uh, we we did our activity for this week, and we took pictures and got all that stuff set up for you guys. Now, uh, we had to watch one of our scary movies, and this week we chose a comedy horror film, and this was What We Do in the Shadows. shadows. <laughs> what We Do in the Shadows, and basically, it's, it's about what people do in the shadows. It's a comedy uh what about people doing the shadows um about uh vampires vampires and there's like zombies and there's like witches and werewolves and it's all just like a big comedy they're just making fun of each other making fun of themselves and uh, the vampires are like slightly awkward just like no really awkward and they're like their own little fraternity i guess so it's about it's fucking hilarious it's about four vampires they all live in a flat together and they all ended up in New Zealand. What is a flat, by the way? Flat is just a house. Oh, really? Yeah. And so they, it's about them living together, and they all sleep in until the evening comes, and they go out in the town. And it like it does a good job of bringing in like 
vampire stereotypes where vampires can't enter anywhere unless they've been invited in, which is very inconvenient when you're trying to get into a bar and the only person outside is a bouncer and the bouncer's not going to invite you in. So they it, it shows them okay. going up to the bars and they're standing there and like, hey, can, can we go inside? Blah, blah, blah. They're like asking him like certain questions and he's like not really telling them anything. He's like, sure, okay, yeah, uh, oh, really, okay. And so then they all have this one bar that all the vampires go to because it's the only one where the bouncer will be like, hey, come on in, you guys. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it was so funny. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, but it was actually really, really funny. It was funny. so fucking funny. My, my favorite, my favorite uh, character is Peter. Peter is just Peter the old the Nosferatu the Nosferatu vampire yeah. vampire he just was the best. Well, he's the one that started it all. He's yeah. the one that that turned all of them, right? No, no he only turned the, just two of them. He only turned. Uh, we shouldn't say it, huh? Deacon, Deacon, and, and Nick. And, and no, Nick. it's in the trailer. It's yeah, oh, okay, it's, in the tra- yeah. it's like the first seven seconds. Yeah. Deacon, man, that he's a little, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I love that he was so fucked up from this girl. That he lost his will to change properly into different animals. <laughs> so his face is always still on the animal. It just looks really weird and deformed. You know, that's an actual uh, supernatural event, right? Where, like, there's spiders in some some place in, uh, I think, in Mexico. There's uh, a whole myth, again, uh, a whole, like, legend of a spider that has, you know, the six legs, really big. It's about, like, the size of, like, a, maybe a turtle, like a full-size okay. turtle. And uh, it, the only thing that's different about this spider is it has a, a face of a little girl instead of the face of a normal spider. What the hell? And it's and it like eats people. Dang. It's like they everyone says it's a legit thing. Did you know there's a legend um, that stray cats are actually spirits? Hmm. And they they've shifted into a cat body, so. Um, like in, I, I was reading something and it's somebody that's like, I have a hard time telling my friends that, or people when they move to Haiti to leave the stray cats alone because they're not stray cats. And then the next thing he says is like, if you know, you know, and then all the comments are people that are Haitian or that have lived in Haiti. And they're like, yep, never doing that again. So apparently the, the legend is that all these stray cats are these like spirits. So then yesterday when Monique and Dalton are outside with the freaking lightning, they turn around and they come to the house and they're like, whoa, we almost caught a stray cat. And I was like, nope, that thing would not come in this house. I would have. Want to know why? Because I would have made it happen. Nope. We would have bathed that kitten and called it George. Nope. 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 But uh, yeah, highly recommend. If you had to give it a rating, Dalton, um, what would you on? Okay, we're gonna go on a spooky level, like a scale of spookiness. Scale of spookiness. One to ten. How spooky? Um, David, if you don't mind putting this up on the board uh, or up in up here, uh, it's gonna be uh, on the spooky scale, on a scary scale. It's gonna be four spookies, four spooky ghosts out of ten spooky ghosts. Come, come. So I only want four spooky ghosts right here. Is that because it's a comedy? Yes. And what about um, what about gore? So we're gonna go with like slaughter scale, right? Okay. Like, so slaughter scale, David is just gonna be a butcher knife. Uh, the slaughter scale, I would give it a zero. Zero? Are you sure? Uh, I'll give it no. I'll uh, give it a two. I'll, there's a lot hits, of blood when he hits that main yeah. artery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, you know it what? Was pretty gory. There actually. was a lot of blood. There was a lot of blood and then in the that. whole end part with yeah. two. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I would give it about a six out of ten. Six. Okay. 
Butcher Knives out of 10. Okay. All right. And then uh, last one, we got spooky. We got comedy. No. Did we do comedy? We did spooky ghosts. Spooky ghosts. We did the butcher. Slaughter Knives. And last one, which is the last one. Which be? it should be just be like overall satisfaction. Satisfaction of how the movie was. Yeah. Satisfaction. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10 clapping hands. Nice. Okay. I, uh, I'm i going to go with. What's your spooky? Spooky. How many ghosts? How many ghosts? I'm going to go. I'm going to go four. Four ghosts out of ten? Four, because there was a couple jump scares in there that got me. Ah, uh, there were. There um, were. Then. Then we got butchers. How many butchers? Gory? Probably say five. Five butcher five knives. Five butcher out of 10? knives. And the last one, like comedy or like overall satisfaction, Clapping I gotta give hands. it like an eight. You liked it that much? Yeah, it was good. Good for you, man. Really enjoyed it. Good for you. Um, And just so we're all prepared, uh, next week is going to be a psychological horror, horror film, which is one of my personal favorite types of genres for horror films. And I think it's Matthews as well. Um, just because I'm always confused. So I'm always thinking about it, uh, which is nice. So we will see how that week goes, and we will tell you guys about that next Do you want me to tell week. you the movie? Oh, you have it already? I have. I need to ask you what you've seen or not. Now, you just said you saw The Shining. Yeah. So that is one of like the top psychological, but oh, it's it also great. like Hans Hotel. Have you guys seen American Psycho? No. <laughs> nope. Okay. Because that one's psychological. I don't know if it's full horror or not. Um, have you guys seen It Follows? No. Like the balloon? No. No. Okay. Which one, whichever one is more like fit for October, we'll watch that one. And then the last one I need to ask is, have you guys, I don't think either, and, and either of you have, but have you seen Under the Skin? No. That, that sounds, sounds terrifying. terrifying. So the question is, do you want to watch a movie... That's psychological horror for the characters, or do you want to watch a movie that's psychological horror for, for you? Us. For me. It's going to fuck you up. I want to get fucked up. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 please. Okay. Is it under the skin? So Probably under the skin. If you, okay. if you guys, guys uh, want to watch along with us, go ahead and watch Under the Skin this week, and uh, we will talk about it next Friday. It's beep, beep prepared be prepared guys um I'm not if you are not this. if you are not of age to watch a rated r film which i'm guessing this would be yeah don't uh, watch it go watch nightmare before christmas watch the first half for this month and then Stick. the second half in december do not do that just watch you're it twice. welcome i have figured out this for you now where were we what do you want to jump to we're going to move into Creep. our creepypasta. That's what it bam, is. Bam, bam. All right. So, Matt, you said you knew, you knew this one already? Oh, gosh. Oh, I, I know of this one. Yes. All right. Oh, now fuck, we, we, no, we have to look at this the whole time, Dalton. David, I don't. It's really creepy. I thought you said you'd seen this picture before. Oh, I've never. I don't know. He did, maybe. I, yeah. I've so never go seen ahead. Ex, ex, do, you want, do you want me to tell the the. Story first, and Story then first. you explain this. Story first. People watching the video can see the picture right now. Yes, but the people that you are start listening, with the story, and then I will let me and Dalton describe what horrible thing you made me put up on my screen right now. All right. So, so this story is called "The Expressionless," and it's it's an old story, um, but nonetheless terrifying. In June 1972, a woman appeared in Cedar sinai Hospital in nothing but a white, blood-covered gown. 
Now, this in itself should not be too surprising as people often have accidents nearby and come to the nearest hospital for medical attention. But two things had happened that caused people who saw her to vomit and flee in terror. The first being that she wasn't exactly human. She resembled something close to a mannequin, but had the dexterity and fluidity of a normal human being. Her face was as flawless as a mannequin's, devoid of eyebrows and smeared in makeup. There was a kitten clamped in her jaws, so unnaturally tight that no teeth could be seen, and the blood was still squirting out over her gown and onto the floor. She pulled it out of her mouth, tossed it aside, and collapsed. From the moment she stepped through the entrance to when she was taken to a hospital room and cleaned up before being prepped for sedation, she was completely calm, expressionless, and motionless. The doctors thought it best to restrain her until the authorities could arrive and she did not protest. They were unable to get any kind of response from from her and most staff members felt too uncomfortable to look directly at her for more than a few seconds. So you guys are already stronger than this staff. Well, kind of. You're not looking. <laughs> but the second the staff tried to, to, to sedate her, she fought back with extreme force. Two members of the staff had to hold down her body, hold her down as her body rose up on the bed with that same blank expression. She turned her emotionless eyes toward the male doctor and did something unusual. She smiled. As she did, the female doctor screamed and let go out of shock. In the woman's mouth were not human teeth, but long, sharp spikes. Too long for her mouth to close fully without causing any damage. The male doctor stared back at her for a moment before asking, What in the hell are you? She cracked her neck down to her shoulder to observe him, still smiling. And after a long pause, the security was alerted and could be heard coming down the hallway. As he heard them approach... She darted forward, sinking her teeth into the front of his throat and ripping out his jugular and letting him fall to the floor, gasping for air as he choked on his own blood. She stood up and leaned over him, her face coming dangerously close to his as the life faded from his eyes. She leaned closer and whispered in his ear, I am God. The doctor's eyes filled with fear as he watched her calmly walk away to greet the security men. His last ever sight would be watching her feast on them one by one. Oh, gosh. The female doctor who survived the incident named her the Expressionless, and there was never a sighting of her again. Ugh, that's convinced. creepy as shit. So basically, um, imagine a, a woman's... She literally Facial looks structure. like a mannequin. Um, but it's just a mannequin's face with no eyebrows. And then the hairstyle is like a bob cut. And this is a, is this a, is this a real thing that happened? Or is this like a myth? It's supposed to be. So this picture could possibly be the real picture? Yeah. Wow, that's terrifying. Um, what if this was a science experiment? You know, we talked about, you know, Frankenstein last week and if that was actually possible. What if this was it being possible and it was actually a mannequin that somebody put some organs in or whatever and then they went oh, he brought him to life. And then just gave him a god complex? I guess. Damn. 
I just hate this picture. Yeah, but the thing, here's the thing, is her mouth is closed in this picture. So the whole teeth thing. Is it closed all the way? It looks like it's like this. I don't know. I don't really want to get close enough to, to look at it, but it looks like it is. I don't know. I don't know if I believe this. I I mean, I mean, if I, I do believe it, so please don't come find me. But uh, yeah, dude, it's weird. That stuff. I remember reading this the first time. It was just, just creepy. Just the fact that it, she said, "I am God." Like it. I don't know. A part of me is like, okay, what kind of drugs is she on? First of all. But you're missing the point of like what happened to her eyebrows. Why does she look like a mannequin? How do you how do you make this picture if it's not real? You know. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's kind of creepy. Because those eyes don't look like mannequin eyes. Canon. But it still looks lifeless, though. You know, like for some reason, it still has a lifeless form on it. Yeah. I don't know. Matthew took away the picture, so I can't see it anymore. Do you really want to see it again? Yes, I'm trying to examine it. This is after she's been restrained. Yeah. I can only imagine seeing that walk because she looks she looks like she has a mannequin build. She looks very tiny. It looks like a mannequin. Yes. Well, and remember, too, it said that the spikes were long enough for her not to be able to close her mouth without doing damage. So she could she could have closed them because it wasn't until she smiled that he even saw. She was like, like sedated like her mouth the whole like time. This, like, and she probably was just like... I, were they even able to get any like IVs or anything in her? No. Because hmm. she was just like... She, she was any... already like that. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Crazy. That's creepy. That's creepy, David. That image will be in my dreams tonight. That's for sure. Forever. Forever. Endeavor. Let's make this last forever. All right. All right, do guys. Wanna, do you want to talk about the Queen Mary a little bit? Didn't we talk about it last week or two weeks ago? No, no, no. Like, go in depth about how it's haunted. So be, I really don't know. I just know that it's haunted. I don't really know anything about If you click on that the, link, it'll give, you, it'll give it to you. All right. So it's a segment called LA's Most Haunted. Oh, like LA's Most Wanted. I did not even think about that. Nice. Nice, Dalton. That was was that me? Yeah, that was all you. Oh, hey. <laughs> High five myself. We talked about Queen Mary, but it, we talked about it specifically in context to For me. Dalton. My shitting experience. And you, <laughs> yes. I and remember his, that well. His time there. My time shortly spent there. But this just gives an overview. The Queen Mary is supposed to be the most haunted hotel So supposedly, in America. it's supposed to be a huge, uh, what do you call it, um, vortex for spirits and um, just kind of dark entities. There's a lot of energy. A lot of deaths happened around there. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, uh, of just ghostly activities that happen and it's known that there's like every room is kind of haunted something happens every night um there's always like some type of electrical issues there's always um unexplained happenings i think i think a lot of it says you'll always hear footsteps and even when i was there i and and like we walked to we had a like 30 minutes to kill so we were walking around the boat and we got to a point where there was nobody around and we're just walking down these stairs and stuff. And um, you, you could hear like footsteps. Like it was like, like dead ass. Like I'm not like, I was, I had to double check like three different times. And it was like something was just following us and didn't give a fuck. Like we were walking down the steps. And like as we were like talking in the hallway, 
and it was dead ass quiet. We would hear something walk down the steps. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then um, what? Uh, another creepy one is uh, there's in, in the bar area. Uh, when, I, when I was walking around the bar area, people were around, people were talking. But there was always like this random, like this random person. And it didn't look like the person was um, like from the olden times or anything. But there's always just a person standing in this corner, like consistently. And I was, and I, and I ever, I looked, I looked at Jess and I was like, who is that? And she's like, I don't, I don't know. And I was like, huh. And we keep walking around and I was like, who is that? And she's like, he's not moving. And we couldn't tell if it was like a statue, if it was a person, if it was a thing. And I was like, okay, I have to go over there. Like, I got to look. And as I turned back to go walk over there, it's fucking gone. And I'm like, it's been there for like 10 minutes. And I, I couldn't find that person anywhere. I was actually looking. And it was like just one of those weird like coincidences. Like it was just yeah. And like I I can't say that it was a ghost or not. Like it could have just been a person who was like, all right, I'm done, and then left. Maybe it just got tired of staring. I don't know. It was weird, very very like it's just one of those things where people can like have a certain energy about them where they just look at you you know in a way you know. I don't know. So um, there's the Queen Mary was. First christened on September 26, 1934 by Queen Mary herself. And uh, three decades later, they finally um, ended up bringing it over here to Long Beach, California. And that's where it resides now. And you can do ghost uh, tours just like Dalton was explaining earlier. Um, But there's a couple areas of the boat that are highlighted. So I'm just going to kind of go through them. Uh, The last two on this list are actually the ones that I've heard about whenever I've seen like a documentary or something on the Queen Mary. So there's uh, stateroom B340. Um, And there was a British third class passenger, Walter J. Adams, that passed away in the room. And the details of his death, as are with many others on this boat, are unknown. Um, And there's been multiple reports of people staying that are in the room and they wake up to the bed covers being ripped off, and then there's a man standing at the foot of her bed. Um, years later, the guests started to report that uh, people are knocking, there's lights flickering on and off, and even the hotel maids, they would come in and they would start complaining that the uh, the water would be running or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just a lot of really random stuff going on in the room. But these last three uh, areas are they're always the the highlight of like the Queen Mary for like the the this ghost is, tours. This is the ghost tours, yeah. You know, uh, so the first class swimming pool, uh, this now abandoned pool on board, was once the epitome of luxury with an illuminated fountain, a mother of pearl ceiling, and elaborate mosaic tiles. The pool is no longer in use because of California code issues, but that doesn't stop it from being a hotbed for paranormal activity. People have reported seeing a number of ghosts here, including a young woman in a tennis skirt walking downstairs and disappearing behind a pillar. A woman in an old wedding gown next to the pool with a little boy in a suit and a cloud of steam appeared out of nowhere along with the little girl in the blue and white dress who disappears in an instant. I've heard of the little girl. Mm-hmm. Dalton, you think that might have been your tennis lady? Uh, could have following been. you? Tennis skirt? It could have been, man. I don't know. The boiler room is where it all went down for me. Oh, wait. Boiler room is the one with the little girl. Sorry. That's the one that I remember hearing about the little girl. There's boiler room number four. Several people have reported seeing a little girl in this area, sometimes sucking her thumb and sometimes with a doll in hand. And sometimes poking butts. Sometimes 
giving IBS. Your butt. Whether or not the room is haunted by that little girl, we'll probably just have to choose to stay away. And then last, and this is probably the one that I've heard of the I most. I had to run through all of these. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Is hatch door number 13. So this is also known as Shaft Alley, and it was the site of a gruesome accident that saw a crewman crushed to death. One night in 1966, the watertight doors in the engine and boiler room were ordered to be closed. Five minutes later, an 18-year-old crew member from Yorkshire was found crushed in the door of hatch number 13, trapped with his arms pinned to his side. While the man was freed and carried to hospital ward, it was too late. He showed signs of crushing injury on his arms, chest, and pelvis, and was bleeding from his nose. He was injected with morphine but died shortly after. So his ghost is regularly seen around the area now with people reporting the sound of someone running behind them and whistling. Others have noticed that spots of grease that looked like fingerprints appear on their faces. Some have seen a figure of a bearded man in blue overalls, coveralls, that looks just like the man who died out of the corner of their eyes. And several others have said they saw an engineer wandering the hallways asking if guests had seen his wrench. But when they went back to find him, he had disappeared. That's the one that I've heard the most about. Yeah, that one's the most popular one. There's mm-hmm. a lot. There's a lot more stories, like little deaths that happened during in the engine room because it was so dangerous at that mm-hmm. time. And that's where we first started the tour, or that's like second second big piece of the tour was the engine room. Yeah, and that led to the bo- to the hatch. Then that led to the boiler room. Then that led to the pool. I didn't make it to the pool. <laughs> I made it to the boiler room and then I ran. So, wow. yeah. good times, good memories. Well, thank you. It's now you all know a little bit more about our city, uh, and we'll get into our signature segment for this week, guys. We're gonna we're gonna go a little spooky on this one. Oh, all right. One, two, three. The, the boys' room. And this week we have. What are we doing? Cora's paranormal forum. So do you know the, the site Cora? Yes. You just asked a bunch of questions. Yep. I found their paranormal forum. So the the questions aren't that uh, specific. <laughs> what the fuck, David? <laughs> you did what All I All right, do. rapid fire. Let's go. Um, so we're just gonna go through, and you guys are gonna give me the the ant as uh, experts in the uh, fuck yeah, baby area of it. Let's do it, dude. How do I know if there's a ghost in my house or a person? Ask. Are you a ghost or a person? I assume they're talking like someone hiding in the cabinets or the walls or have you seen those videos of people that like live in someone's basement for years, just live up there, come out whenever they're gone. Um, I think the biggest, like the, probably the easiest way would be to get like a, a ring camera and put it in your house somewhere. Like I probably do like the kitchen. Hmm. Because like if you know, because if food's missing, you know what I mean. Like they're gonna have to come to the kitchen. Yeah, you can, it's it's kind of a see. The creepiest part about this is if like if it's a ghost, like you like you somehow really want it to be a ghost, no matter how fucked up that sounds. Mm-hmm. Because the fact that it's being it's a person brings so much more danger to the situation. Even though you do feel danger when there's a ghost around, you know what I mean. Like it still feels scary. But they've been there for who knows how yeah, long yeah. and have never caused an issue before. Yeah. Even then still freaky. You don't know what this person's capable of, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, what if there's like a night where like you just can't sleep 
and you get up quieter than usual and you walk downstairs and there's a random individual sitting on the couch eating chips and watching TV and going, oh, like he just got caught. Like, well, can you imagine that? You yeah. Can't, but do you, then, do you, then, okay, do you think it'd be worse if he was to like, catch them in the act or to get home and check the ring camera and be in the house when you see the video. Oh, be, that's way worse. Of, that's way worse. That happening. That's way and worse. Seeing where they went. Because then you, I got to think about that. And then you got to do, I think the part that everyone underestimates is the part where you have to leave. Like you, you're not going to stay there. You got to call the cops, but he, maybe he's listening or maybe, you know, whatever, whatever it is, is listening. So then you got to, you got to walk and you got to do it casually, you know, act like nothing's wrong. You got to leave your house. And the minute you leave the house, then you could act normal. But that walk has to feel like forever. Yeah. You know how, like, it's one of those things where you're like, I just need to get out of here. And then you try to, and it just feels like it's taking forever just to leave. Yep. That's, that's, that's what would happen. And that's the part that would break somebody right there. Because imagine if you run out of there, and then he, that person hears it, they're like, oh, hmm. He ran really fast. He never runs at this time of the day. Yeah, they know your whole schedule. They know everything. They probably have an emotional attachment to you. They probably know more about you than you do of yourself. You know, you have that outsider perspective of looking at somebody. That's way more creepy than having a ghost. Thousand percent. You're saying that ghost doesn't have an emotional attachment to you? Ghost doesn't know more about you than you know about yourself? Probably not. It's probably attached to something else that's not you, but it could be. You can like, I think a lot of people doubt themselves, but um, if if you're having you know issues with the supernatural, like. You have a lot more power than you put yourself at mind to. Like you can you can set a lot of boundaries, but people don't know how. Yeah. So there's a difference there. Boundaries are very important. Okay. Good, 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 good answers. Good answers. What would you do? What will you do? Okay, this question's fucked. What would you do if you saw a ghost and it was asking for your help? I would ask what it needs. Sometimes ghosts just need help moving on. Like, is that ghost in the form of like a solid person and it's just a random person asking me for help? Or is it like clearly translucent? A like gargoyle. Like, you know, it's a ghost and they're asking for help. Like, you know, it's a ghost, whether or not it's a apparition or if it's even just kind of like you guys had mentioned a couple of times, if it's just like a presence or a ball or a sphere, like mm-hmm. an energy. Mm-hmm. And it's like communicating with you however however it is whether that's telepathically or emotionally but like you can tell that it needs help yeah we try to help it i'd probably ask i'm too curious not to no i was i'm surprised with that answer i yeah. thought you would have just been like yo leave would you just do it just willy-nilly you just walk up and be like hey bro what's up what do you need well i feel like i would you approach that situation it's it's interesting it's like i don't know communicating with those type of like energies you don't really need to like move you don't need to go towards something they're they're there they don't you don't you don't really even need to speak just communicate with it however you feel however you see fit the thing is if you trust yourself and you trust your body you're going to communicate how it's needed you know it's 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 hard it's hard to tell you how how that would work but it's like it's just it's a situation you'll know how to communicate and how do you, I guess, protect yourself in case it's not a benevolent 
request for help. That's the tricky part. It's hard. Then you got to use your intuition and then also setting boundaries is important. Yeah. And you, you can, you can set up, <laughs> it's kind of like Hunter X Hunter, I guess you can set up your Nen, which is like oh. your aura, but there's a way to like kind of use your energy to kind of hold it towards to, to you. So you can have an energy, like your energy stays with you and they can't suck anything out of you. So if, if you can, if you're spiritually mature enough to know like what energies is yours, what energy is somebody else's and how to like differentiate that and then protect that, then you can do that. But a lot of people, even me and Matt, we don't really know how to do it that well yet. Um, so there's, there's a lot of chances for fuck ups and a lot of people fuck up. If they didn't fuck up, we wouldn't have good stories, but you know, still sad. All right. We'll do, uh, we'll do one that's, how can I see a ghost? I would love to see and interact <laughs> with a ghost. Uh, some people say open your third eye. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Um, I don't think you need to. Um, well, there's one real easy answer for it. Um, use a Ouija board. But that I don't. But I think he's saying physically see it with his two eyes, and you don't always experience things like that. It takes time. Not always. See and interact. So it could be. Either. I mean, interact. Yeah, like a Ouija board will definitely get you something pretty quick. Seeing though, get you something. Seeing so specific, it's it's hard. It's hard to really see sometimes. And it's it's hard for everyone. I think the I think the interpretation of seeing something means it's like with your own two eyes, but that's not always been my experience. Mm-mm. And it's been more of like uh it comes in like a vision or a dream or, you know, some type all of a sudden your imagination just kinda runs off into a very specific point. Yeah, it's very like you, you know something's there. Like I can like the the other day, like there was something and I could I could I could definitely tell there was a an energy or like a a force that was next to me, and then there was just like stuff popping in my head of like the like a hair or like just random shit that I don't think about that was too specific. So when you start making those connections and letting your body talk to you and tell you what it is, that's when you'll start to actually see because you can connect the dots. And then you know if they notice that you notice them, then it gets a little worse from there. But and I think everybody's spiritual experience is different. Like I don't think everybody can nobody see sees people, the same. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. Like for me, I always like pick up on emotions. Like I can always. That's always how it starts at first. And I've only had a handful of times where things have like revealed themselves later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always definitely like very first. It's emotions and very specific thoughts. Um, and then it kind of just morphs into stuff from there. But yeah. Uh, but as far as like physically seeing something, like I don't. No, I can't give directions to that. Yeah, I, I think I talked about this last year, um, but there was a time where I was cleaning up my dad's office. And I do that like every other weekend or so. And I was cleaning up his office and um, I was kept having this heaviness on my shoulders and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was like, give me super bad anxiety. And I just couldn't like get out of it. Like I, I would try and leave and I could feel this pressure just pushing me down. And I was like, what the fuck? And it was starting to give me a bad anxiety attack. And then my dad was like, hey, you keep cleaning. I'm going to go to Home Depot real quick. So my dad leaves, and it just got worse. And, yeah, I was already freaked out as it was, so it didn't help. Um, but I, I, I literally had to stop. 
and I had to like stop what I was doing, take off my headphones, put everything down, be like, you need to back up. You need to back up. And then finally, like the pressure was like released and I was fine. And then I started getting these like glimpses of like things that I was seeing. And I kept getting this, this guy's smile on my face. I kept thinking about this, this particular face, like the old person's face. And then sure enough, um, my dad came home with a picture of uh, one of like who he, his grandfather, I think it was his grandpa um, or his dad's grandpa. It was our great grandpa, our great grandfather. And he, he used to run arrow or run that specific. Um, I don't know how to explain it. He used to run that company. So um, when dad showed me the picture, I was like, I saw him. That was him. He was, he was with me. That's who it was. I could, I knew instantaneously who the fuck he was. And, and I've never seen a picture of him in my life. And I knew exactly that that was the guy who was watching over me, who was looking at me. And my dad was like, yeah, sometimes there's weird stuff that happens in my office too. I just don't, I just ignore it. And he just, he just doesn't think about it. But for me, like it was so heavy. And then, uh, luckily like my mom went in there and did her thing and we slowly figured out that, you know, it was, it was him and he wasn't trying to be like mean or negative. He didn't mean to scare me, you know? So the next time I went in there, like I kept getting this, like, like this, this shout in my ear, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like I kept getting that in my ear, like stuff like that happens. So a lot of communication like that, it's it's like kind of poppy. That's I guess that's the best way to explain it. But yeah. All right, made it this far into the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. If you're here on YouTube, go ahead and click the subscribe button and the bell notification icon in the corner so you can know whenever we upload videos. And if you're listening on the podcast, leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you are listening to it. And until next week, everybody stay safe, stay spooky. We'll see you then. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.